This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Well, hello, everybody. This is Hal. And this is Melanie. And we want to welcome you to another episode of Making Biblical Family Life Practical. This time, we're speaking from home base. And spring has sprung at last. Has it really, Hal? I, I think so. I, I, you know, the other day we got up and it was 36 degrees outside, but then it was 84 degrees the next afternoon. But I think we've we've turned the corner now. Yeah, I was thinking the only person that is enjoying the spring are the people selling us power and gas because we are running one or the other constantly the air conditioner or the heater it's it's crazy it's like you just set your thermostat at 70 and then you just change the switch back and forth during the you know okay but anyway it is beautiful here and god said that seed time and harvest is not going to not going to cease you know as long as his covenant stands so we're i think we're seeing that now we are seeing (laughs) the you know the turning of seasons just like he promised so i really love the spring in the south hell i love the azaleas yeah, there's red and white azaleas in the front yard and mm-hmm. pink along the side and and the dogwoods. We've got a dogwood that's just absolutely gorgeous, epic out. You know what? The one in the backyard, I don't know if you've noticed, the one in the backyard is fantastic, too. The white one? Oh, it's beautiful. It's, it's great. So, but I love that pink one by the driveway. It's so pretty. <clears throat> well, so welcome to spring. And speaking of the seasons, you know what? Do you realize that we are in our fifth season of doing this show? Wow. We are in the fifth season season okay so this is our 200th episode how we need to celebrate i think we do we are going to be celebrating 200 episodes very soon and so y'all keep an ear out for that and if you have suggestions how we can celebrate Mm -hmm. let us know yes indeed but you know i think it's appropriate we were kind of going back over and thinking what are what are things that people always seem to ask and so i think the next few episodes we're gonna we're gonna kind of open up that list of what are the frequently asked questions? If people come to us and, you know, we have some some particular conversations that start, and it's almost like on cue. You can you can start to fill in the blanks before they even finish the sentence. Well, one mm. conversation we hear a lot yeah. is frustration. The mom or the dad will come up and say, my mate parents so differently than I do. Mm-hmm. And they're worried mm-hmm. about inconsistency and worried about how that's going to affect the children. Right. They may think their mate is too strict or too harsh. They might think their mm-hmm. mate is too lax or too permissive, yeah. but they're worried. They're yeah. worried that that's going to have a bad effect on the children. But, you know, I think it's designed into the system. You know, it, sometimes sometimes you can say this is a, is it a mom issue or a dad issue. Is it mom parenting or dad parenting? And I think that some of that is, some of that is just kind of like built into us. You know, like one of the things that one of the things that really strikes me is that by design, it's obvious God intends that mothers should be nurturing and nourishing and, and protecting because you know, I I can't I might be the, the best and most sensitive dad ever, but I could never nurse a baby. I'm just not equipped. Well, but even if you were mm-hmm. you know, I think moms have an instinctive ability to tell what's going on with their kids emotionally. Mm-hmm. You know, to tell when a child is 
you know, whether they're crying because they're angry or they're crying because they're hurt or they're crying because they're hungry mm-hmm. or they're crying because they're sad. There's all these different tears. And yet, even from the very beginning with a new mom, yeah. you know, she can interpret those. God has made her, given her a high emotional intelligence. Can I share that quote here? This was something sure. I, I just read recently. It, there was an article in the Wall Street Journal just last month by Abigail Sh- uh, Schreier, I think is how you pronounce it. Abigail Schreier. And... Um, the headline on it was "Knock It Off and Shake It Off: The Case for Dad Style Parenting." <laughs> but she, you know, she's a mom herself, and so yeah. she says, she said, "In the age of psychology, we moms, we mom style parents, are hyper attuned to our children's needs. We treat their thoughts and intentions like satellite signals. With enough effort and the right equipment, we think we ought to be able to unscramble every whine and answer every plea." And I think that's, yeah. I think that's, you know. And, you know, there's a good side and a bad side of that. Well, certainly you can, yeah, I mean, you you can connect with that little one in a way that, you know, I just scratch my head. I'm thinking, how does she know? How could she be so sure? But but you're always right. Well, you know, I remember looking Mm -hmm. at a certain 11-year-old just recently, not Mm -hmm. ours, but someone else's. Yeah. And I was interested to note the the different way, perspectives that you and I took on that. That, Uh you know, you said... Wow, he has really got a sassy mouth on him. Well, he did. That's just observation. But I looked at him, and his eyes looked hurt. Mm-hmm. He looked wounded in his eyes. Mm-hmm. And see, the cool thing about it is that when we come together, mm-hmm. we can have more more knowledge of the situation, more understanding of the situation. So let's mm-hmm. talk about what comes natural to moms and dads. Mm-hmm. And how that varies, and then let's talk about how that plays out in parenting. I think that's great, and and, and there are things which are not mom or dad centric. They are just personality. You have, you have you have two personalities. You have two redeemed sinners who are parenting the same children, and they're going to be different. And and that may mm-hmm. be a protection that God has given them two parents, so that one of them can't run off into into error without the other one kind of pulling him back. Mm. It's kind of like checks and balances in our constitution, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Well, okay. So it's, okay. So moms. Moms. God made us to nurture relationships. Mm-hmm. We have a high emotional intelligence. We're able to tell what's going on with the emotions of a child. Yeah. We have a tenderness toward them and a gentleness toward them. Right. You know, I, I think moms tend to work on, naturally work on the relationship. That doesn't mean every mom, mm-hmm. but I think that we have, we women have a tendency toward that direction. Well, you Empathy. Know, I, I think that's true. And I think that's, I think that's built into your feminine nature, you know, that for me, one of the, one of the defining moments, one of the real indicative ones was one day our little girls got out some of the boys toys and they were playing with their little train set on the floor and they set up this big layout with tracks all over the den floor and I'm just watching them play. And then they would run the little trains around, but when the trains came up to an intersection, they'd stop and they would have conversations and there would be personal (laughs) problems to work through and they had empathy and stuff. And I'm thinking the boys never did that. You know, the boys would crash them together. The boys would see how big they could make them. But the they girls do would work. say, but the, the girls would, would say, work. The, we've got to get the, the load from here to there. But the girls would say, there are relationships here. And, and, and I thought, well, that's interesting. Cause right at the very start, you see that. And I think that is, wow, that's, that's the superpower of the mom at work there. But you know, now, dads on the other <clears> hand, dads on the other hand, well, now see, 
That's an interesting thing in the, the title of that article that we mentioned, Knock It Off and Shake It Off. They said, you know, the things about dads are that we help our kids grow up to understand that life is going to have some bumps and some bruises and some disappointments and things are going to, you know, jostle you around, but they don't kill you. They don't stop everything. And so, you know, the dad looks at that little toddler, the toddler falls down and then looks real quick at a parent. Should I be alarmed at this? And dad says, oh, you made a big noise. Here, hop up and let's go. You know, we're training that young person to say, oh, this is not something to be alarmed about. This is not something to panic over or to melt down, but to say, oh, uh, I stumbled. Now let's get up and keep going. And I think that dads have more of that tendency to say, let's train our kids to be strong. Let's train them to have some some wisdom and some uh, you know perspective on life and to recognize that sometimes, yeah, you do part of your growing up is to learn where to be tough and then where to be where to be balanced, you know? Well, I think it's typical Mm -hmm. that dads tend to look forward. Mm -hmm. They're looking at the future and they're wondering if he doesn't learn to control (laughs) his tears, what is he going to, it's going to be a mess when he's 22. You know what I mean? Even though the child is four. Yeah. I I know we have dads come up to us at homeschool conferences and saying, I'm really concerned about this homeschooling idea. Are kids going to be able to get into college? I say, how old are your kids? He said, they're three, you know, because dad's got that long perspective, which is good. Which is good. But mm-hmm. sometimes, too, it's okay for a four-year-old to cry. Yeah, it's just like dad's long perspective helps mom get her eyes up out of the you know immediate, the detail, the, the yeah. noise in there. Whereas the mom's focus, the mom's detail and her empathy help dad get down out of the 30,000-foot level and actually see those little people and actually understand them, which, you know, otherwise he might fly right over. And so... I think we do need each other. We need to balance each other that way. You know, I think moms tend to freak out mm-hmm. at their household rules being messed up. Like what? Like, I know what one thing that really annoys me. I'm not a morning person, but there comes right. a time that everybody needs to be up and working uh-huh. or the schoolwork's not going to get done. Yeah. You know, and it upsets me when people don't do their chores because I can see the, the work building up. You know, mm-hmm. those, those are the things that tend to really set me off and turn me into the knock it off, shake it off, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and I think maybe maybe dads tend to look more at the uh, at the externals and the structures and say, you know, are they going to be successful adults? Are they going to be people of character? Are they going to be admirable in their, you know, in, in the, their presentation to the outside world? And, and so I think dads tend to really flip out over mm-hmm. the rebellion, the sassy mouth, the that stuff. Well, somebody, it might have been that article uh, in the journal, somebody said that, well, discipline is the thing that makes children tolerable to people who don't already love them. <laughs> and I thought that's pretty perceptive, really, <laughs> that it's, that's the socialization process, really. Really. And so. So much socialization is not playing with your peers. It's learning how to act like a, act like a decent human being. Okay. So I think that there's, I think there's very definitely, we are if you want to say that, we're wired differently, that we have different tendencies, there's some overlap. And I think, you know, what's the greatest example? The greatest example is Jesus Christ. And you look at Jesus Christ, and he is the the judge who's coming to rule the nations with a rod of iron, and he wears a robe dipped in blood, and he's going to judge all of the world. And yet he's also the compassionate good shepherd. And so you see that there's there's a tension, or I wouldn't say a tension, 
a, a completion there. A balance. There's a balance. There's a fullness to it to say that dads are going to be tough, but dads are also compassionate. Moms are, you know, moms are empathetic, but they also can be very logical and, and, and hard-headed when they need to be. Yes. And that's, I think that's all by design, too. The one thing that I do think we do, we need to strive for is the unity of spirit. Well, and that's really, that's where the rubber hits the road because, uh-huh. yeah, we're going to, we're going to have a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And yet I don't think that the, that the different perspective is a weakness. And that's how I see most of the moms that talk about it. And I asked this question uh-huh. in several of my mom's groups. Yeah. Most of the moms that talk about it see it as a weakness, you know, that we're different and we handle mm-hmm. things differently. But really, I think it's probably a strength. But as long as it's not, as long as we're not in competition with one another, as long as we're not being mm-hmm. disrespectful toward one and ugly toward one another, I think having the different perspectives helps us to be more just. And I think also as long as we're not actually verging into sin, you know, right. that if you have one parent who's very strict and very disciplinarian and very focused on that, and the other parent is totally hands off and it doesn't want to give any input. You know, there's there's a problem there because you know children do need some structure, some discipline, some training, but it has to be. Well, I like the the illustration that was given is that you can have authoritarian government that says, "Do it because I said so," don't give me any back talk, and then you've got the permissive that says, well, "Whatever, dear, you know, whatever you want to do, honey, go out and discover it, and and you know, enjoy yourself." And what the scripture gives us is the balance that we have the authority as the parents. And we are to use that authority not just to discipline, but to teach and to train them to say, all right, you need to do this, but this is why. Yeah, an authoritative mm-hmm. parenting, really a discipleship parenting. You know, there, yes. Mm-hmm. There's so many things here that I want to talk about. Yeah. I want to talk about how different kids mm-hmm. affect yeah. each of us differently. Right. I want to talk about how we can communicate better yeah. to do better in our parenting. And I want to talk about how our parenting changes and our perspective change, but I think we need to thank our sponsor. Let's take a moment here and let's, let's give a word of thanks and a shout out to our ongoing sponsor, schoolhouseteachers.com because they have been so good and supportive of this, of this program. And we want to throw some support back to them because it's a really great service. Head out to our show page, and we'll give you a link to schoolhouseteachers.com. Mm-hmm. It's a great program that provides over 300 classes that your children can take independently mm-hmm. or that you can use with them, mm-hmm. and they're self-paced and on just about every subject. It's really fascinating. The kids and I are working through one on graphics right now, on being able to, to do graphics. Mm-hmm. I, I see our kids as being able to earn money with this one day. Well, there's more and more there's demand for it. I just think about the needs of social media. If you're a blogger, if you're a publisher or anything else, there's so much call for that kind of thing. So once again, that's schoolhouseteachers.com. But come out to our show page. You can come out to howandmelanie.com slash radio, and that'll link you straight into it. And you can get the link there that will let you see all the stuff there. And so um, once again, thank you so much for schoolhouseteachers.com. Check them out. All right, y'all. Okay, so parents... Parents parent differently. What about mm-hmm. that kid, the kid that just gets under your skin? You mm-hmm. know, it's funny, but I can see there are there are certain ones of our kids that I have butted heads with. Uh-huh. 
that really get under my skin. And there's kids that really get oh. under your skin, but they're different ones. That kid is different for me than it is for you. Yes, it is. You're, you're that kid is not my that kid. My that kid is not your that kid. I think it's the kid who's most like us. That may be true. Um, because if I, I look at the ones that, that I have had conflict with at different times, and they're the ones that are like me. They have so much uh, so much of a psychological parallel. They take after their that one parent. And, yeah, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it just that they know where, to, where the buttons are to push or if it's just that we see we see ourselves and we think, you're just being stupid. I was stupid like that. Don't be stupid. Oh, you know? yeah. I think that's one thing for sure with me. Uh-huh. I think there's nothing that annoys us as much as our own sins and other people. Well, and it's not even necessarily just sin. Just to say, I see you going down the same dumb path that I went down, and I regretted it later. And It wasn't a matter of sin. It was just a matter of I embarrassed myself. Or I regretted it because I had to go back and do something different afterwards. And so, yeah, so we do... We are impacted differently by different children in our own family. They're not amazing, isn't it? They're not like eggs in a carton. No, they're, they're not, not. They're not like little clones. They're they're each individual human beings. And so that... I, I, I think you need to be careful with the child that really gets your goat, though. Mm-hmm. I think you need to be careful not to be overly harsh with that child. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. And sometimes mm-hmm. I think when you find yourself getting that way, you need to just hand it off to your mate and you know, say, you know, mm-hmm. I need you to step in here. You know, I, I think you're right. And I think that there's some, um, this is one of these things where it's really good to see your, you know, the business of raising your family as something that two of you collaborate on together. This is not, my wife will raise the kids until they're a certain age and then dad will deal with them or, you know, but rather to say, Hey, we work on this together. Uh, God may give us different opportunities. He gives us different gifts and sensitivities and, and we have to work together on that. And we have to communicate. We have to communicate Mm -hmm. and we have to communicate in a way that is not insulting. I think it's really easy to get ugly about this, to feel like you're too harsh Uh or you're too permissive. When God mm-hmm. gave us those different perspectives to, to say, you know, when I look at this situation earlier, it felt like you were being harsh to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. to talk it over and to discuss it because, yeah, we're sinners and we both need, we both need to be pulled back to a biblical view. And, and there are times I have to repent. And there are times, times I have to repent. There, there are times that I have to say, you know what, dear child of mine, I, I jumped to a conclusion. I was not just... You know, I wasn't, I wasn't treating you right. And we have to apologize sometimes, ask for forgiveness. You know, one mm-hmm. thing that I've noticed is that frequently, two things moms complain about with their mm-hmm. husband's discipline is yeah. they think he's too strict and too harsh. Yeah. And they also think he's too, but at, almost equally, they yeah. say he's too permissive. He lets, he lets them do things that, that I don't think they're ready for. Okay, now that's a good thing. That's one of those discussion things, you know, mom and dad need to talk about with the kids not in earshot because <clears throat> I know that we de- we talk with a lot of moms who are, well, they're they're very protective and, and they don't want their child to risk anything. And, yeah. you know, to say, to say, I just don't think they're ready for that. Sometimes dads are the ones say, hey, you know, this little fledgling's got to get out of the nest sometime. You yes. know, they've got to stretch their wings a bit 
they need to start trying to walk even though they're going to stumble because it's not going to be far to the ground at this point. And, and I think we do need that balance. Um, you know, and, and I think that we dads need to hear from our wives to say, Hey, you know, maybe, maybe I'm too enthusiastic about pushing that, that very quiet, gentle son to play football. You know, that maybe that's just not his personality or maybe he's not ready yet. And I'm just, you know, my own masculine wish fulfillment going on here that maybe, maybe I need the sensitivity of my wife to say, honey, I mean, he's not really, he's, he's not emotionally prepared for that. You Mm -hmm. know, that brings up another issue, Uh baggage. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I think a lot of times in discipline, parents are reacting to what happened to them. Maybe they were abused as children and so they are terrified to use physical discipline or maybe mm. they were abused as children and they're and they're too harsh with their kids and they don't know they don't have any other tools right well i know i talked to a dad one time at a conference and he came up to me after we we had done a session talking about discipline and he came up and just he was just shattered and he said i just feel so bad but he explained how badly he was abused it was it was terrifying and he said i i cannot i i can't you know, lift a hand to physically correct a child. You know, it just, I, I just, I, I'm afraid of the monster inside of me. And, and, oh God. you know, and I told him, but that was an extreme case, you know, yes. and, I, and I told him, look, your children have two parents and that's, you know, yes. that's by design. You, you've, you've got a certain thing in your past that is crippling you, but that's, you know, what God is dealing with that. However, most of the time it's not that serious. Most of the time it's not that bad. It's just that maybe, like you said, maybe you grew up in a family that was firmer in their discipline and used more physical correction. Maybe you were in a family who never ever, or maybe it's a difference between, I know this was something for me to learn that boys respond differently than girls do. Oh yeah. Duh. But yeah. But I mean, if if I just like raise my voice to my daughters at all, I, I'm, oh, they collapse in tears. I am threatening as an emotional meltdown. Well, there. I had yeah. to learn that if I just say, "Sweetheart, don't do that," my boys never even heard me. No, they and don't. So they I don't. had to learn to say, "Hey, son, no." But if I, but when you know, we had six boys in a row, then Lord yeah. gave us little girls, and, and I say, "Hey, you, no," and yeah. she go, "Oh, oh, 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 so, so our, our, mm-hmm. the way that we respond to our kids needs to differ based on our kids, too, and mm-hmm. different personalities. Because, you know, I have a child that if I show disappointment, mm-hmm. she just dissolves into tears and she's ready to repent. Mm-hmm. And I have other kids that, oh, my word. Yeah. I remember one in particular that, mm-hmm. I mean, he stood up to every kind of punishment we dealt out and, and begged for more. He was just ready to rumble. Um, I think the term is strong-willed. Well, all of ours are strong-willed in different ways, but he was strong-willed toward discipline, that's for that sure. That is an interesting point. We ought to talk about that sometime. Yeah, but, let's do. But back on this one, yeah. All right, so recognizing that children are different. They have different needs. They have different sensitivities and fears and stubbornnesses. And so, yeah, we're going to have to use different, different approaches. And it may be that I'm more effective with one and you are more effective with a different. Yes. And, you know, um, our, our parenting mm-hmm. is going to need to change as our kids grow. You know, the Mm -hmm. physical discipline that's very appropriate for a six or seven year old Mm -hmm. is not going to be appropriate as they move into as they move into the preteens and teens. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're changing. That is a that is something that I have seen and observed and I see a lot of families struggle with because they they think that 
I found a pattern that worked when they were four years old, and that's the way we handle discipline. End of consideration. And you so when they you cannot discipline a seventeen year old like you do a four year old. Well, no, I mean, it, it's almost a cliche. I have so many conversations that start with a parent that says, "Well, see, I've got this eleven year old," and, and and you can almost I can almost write the rest of the script there because. They they're struggling because their preteen no longer responds to the discipline they did when they found effective when they were four, five, and six years old. Yeah, and it's boys, it's girls, it's all the same. They they're finding that when they hit the preteen years, something changes, and it doesn't mean that the parent has failed. It means the child is growing, the child, the child is changing. changing, their personality is changing, their minds are changing, and our parenting needs to adapt to those changes. For those children, because you know what, the three-year-old little brother, the five-year-old little sister, you still got to deal with them like three and five-year-olds, yes. even while you're adapting to your 13-year-old's changes. Well, in the preteen years, you need to be watching your kids carefully, mm-hmm. because you will see a change in their response to physical discipline, mm-hmm. where they start to look hurt or wounded or humiliated mm-hmm. yep. instead of corrected. And at that point, physical discipline's got to stop. Mm-hmm. You know, It's time to move to a different kind of discipline. Mm-hmm. You know, so let's talk before we go, Hal, mm-hmm. to these sweet couples out here that are struggling because mom and dad have different views of discipline. What do we have to say to them? One thing I mm-hmm. like to say is you need to see this as a benefit and not a liability, and you need to use it that way. Well, the discipline? Seeing each other. Seeing oh, 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 the difference, parenting, different perspectives. Parenting differently. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's it. You're a team. And that was something that, you know, we learned early on as a couple before we even have children to realize that I have a certain perspective and you have a certain perspective. And together, we have a much better three-dimensional kind of perspective yes. than if I say, I'm the logical one, I have the objective ability, and this is the way it is. So, dear emotional woman, please just get in line and let me protect you. Or, or if I say, mm-hmm. I'm the one that understands these kids, you just don't get it, and you're not here, and mm-hmm. so you need to back off and let me handle it. No. No. No, no God we, gave them a mother and a father for a purpose. It, all of these things. They need the different perspectives. We need the different you know, sympathies that we can connect with children differently. We understand you know, the different genders differently. But you know what? That brings up another thing I think we ought to mention here. It's a fallen world. And there are parents who find themselves parenting by themselves without, not by choice, certainly not by plan, but here we are, maybe a dad who's a dad who's been widowed, a mom who's been widowed, or, or a divorce situation, whatever. You know, we got to say, you got to always come back to this. God has said that he will be a father to the fatherless. Yes. And that, that he will be a husband to the widow. And, you know, our, our God is present to help us. And yes. we find ourselves stranded without that earthly help there across the table from us. God understands and God gives grace. Yeah, he stands in the gap. You, you know, it's not to say that life is over for your kids and all is in disaster no. because of the circumstance that you didn't control. But Yeah, let me encourage you. Yeah. Both your mother and my mother mm-hmm. had to be single parents through widow, through being widowed. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah. You I mean, can, we've seen it. We've seen it. We've seen God meet the needs. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to communicate mm-hmm. privately and to talk these things through mm-hmm. and to share your insights mm-hmm. with the idea of let's, the two of us, get a better picture of what's going on mm-hmm. and talk about this. And so how do you... 
what if you're concerned about something your husband has has done? How do you talk to him about it? Well, first you reassure him of your love and respect. Right. And then you share it politely as your as your observation. Mm-hmm. And then you reassure him of your love and respect. Yeah. You know, and I think when you share those concerns like that, it gives mm-hmm. us opportunities to work it out. You know, one thing that I see is that we need to be careful to allow enough margin in our lives that we have some quiet downtime where we can have these conversations. That's not to say, you know, let's have a great romantic date night by going out to a restaurant and talking about child discipline, but rather to say, let's not, let's not, you know, work ourselves into the ground and go to bed late every night when you can't have a, a conversation like this, but rather to say, let's, let's mark out some time and say, can we relax just a little bit? Can we talk about some things? Can we come to an understanding or an explanation with one another and you know and that takes time that takes a little bit of time and it takes some grace it's not just you know and and, and mm. i would encourage you to see your husband or your wife's mm-hmm. different perspective as some, as something god has given you that you may right. think i'm i'm so hands-on and he's hands-off well it may be that or vice versa maybe she's he's the one that's hands-on she's hands-off that God has given your kids the balance of what they need, that they need somebody hands-on and they need somebody who's not so intense, mm-hmm. that they 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 need someone who is strict on these rules and they need someone who can say, uh, it's time to make an exception. Right. Yeah. You know, that together you two can be stronger together than you are apart. Mm-hmm. All right. So all of that true. Well, so I guess we come back down to the original question. Parents come at their at their children dis- differently they have different perspective they have different views they they interact with them differently and you know what i think all told that's that's really a good thing and i think it's really yes. it is by design do we ever go too far in one direction sure yeah absolutely i mean we make mistakes we have to correct course you know that's the thing we may have to repent but the fact is we don't neither of us have the entire picture neither of us have the perfect plan and god gave us to one another to be iron that sharpens iron and sometimes that means you're going to have a little friction and a little bit of heat possibly but the purpose is to come into a a closer agreement both with one another and the lord's designs in our lives and so not to be a matter of fighting not to be a matter of contention and and disharmony but rather to say we want to be, we want to be in a unity of spirit, recognizing that we have a diversity of gifts, and just like God, God gave all sorts of gifts to the church, He's given all sorts of gifts into your family, so use them, embrace them, and learn from them. Okay, so that's kind of I think that's that's our take on it. Anything you want to add on that? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. You know, value one another. I think that you're 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 going to be stronger together, and just trust that. Trust that God has given your child the two parents that they need. Yeah. Okay, well, you know what? I hope that's helpful. That's a question we get all the time. That's a question lots of families deal with. You're not alone if that's something that's on your mind. You know what? We we try to stay in touch with people and, and you know share things that we find and to encourage folks. Do you get our newsletter? We want to encourage you. Sign up for our newsletter. Come out to RaisingRealMen.com and just follow the link there to get it's the newsletter. It's right there on the front page. Right there on the front page. And just sign up. We'd like to stay in touch with you. And certainly, if you find this podcast helpful, we'd like you to do three things. Okay. One of them, subscribe. Get it all the time. 
number two is go out on iTunes or whatever your favorite platform is and give us a review. Yes. Because that's important. It's important for a lot of reasons. And number three, you know, if you really want to help, we'd like you to be our friend. But we'd like you to be our, our, uh, our co-worker as well. You know, if you can come in and join us on Patreon.com yes. slash Hal and Melanie. That's where our regular supporters hang out. And we're building a team out there that will help move this ministry along and keep the lights on, so to speak. So we appreciate your being here this time. If it's your first time, welcome. If you've been here a thousand episodes, well, we haven't got a thousand episodes. You're listening to more of them than once, but that's okay. And we'd like to see you again next week. And so until then... I'm Hal. And I'm Melanie. Thanks for listening. Bye, y'all. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Making Biblical Family Life Practical with Hal and Melanie Young. If you found this program interesting, challenging, and encouraging, why not join us on the web at halandmelanie.com. That's H-A-L-A-N-D-M-E-L-A-N-I-E.com. Or follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook slash Hal and Melanie or Facebook.com slash Raising Real Men. This program is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Join us next week when we'll be back to talk about making biblical family life practical. Until then, thank you and God bless you for listening.